Your lifelong passions, dreams, and aspirations. Your joys and creative spurs. Your femininity. Your success. All in one place. This is Girl Skill with your host, Anna Rova. Hello, beautiful woman, and welcome to another uh, Girl Skill podcast episode. This is a solo show. So uh, if you've been listening for a while to the podcast, you know that I, from time to time, am releasing solo shows based on some of my popular articles or some of the things I'm realizing and learning. And I'm very, very inspired and encouraged to, uh, to share with you. So this is one of those. And if you're new to the podcast, welcome. I welcome you. And I'm so happy you're here that you're joining us, uh, wild women running with the wolves who know that there's a different way of living their life as women. So I usually do this uh, solo episode recordings based on my medium, most popular medium articles or some realizations that I have. And today is a really important subject um, that I've heard a lot of women ask me about and mainly how do we persuade our men to step into their masculine? And you might you might have this question because you're, you, you feel like your man is not stepping up into his masculine and you feel like you are the one doing all the work. And I have some uh, revelations for you <laughs> that I think are going to be very useful. So let's get into it. How to persuade your man to step into his masculine. Hot tips, tricks, and tools to get your man on board with a feminine masculine dynamic in your relationship. And all of the show notes, by the way, in this episode are going to be at girlskill.com slash masculine. I just came up with it, by the way. Uh, so let's let's do it. If you're a woman who has stepped into the femininity journey or slowly realizing that that is your path, naturally at some point you'll be asking yourself the question of how to get your current or future partner on board with this dirty business of polarity and playing more traditional roles. This is not going to be an easy task, especially in today's gender role climate, but it is not impossible. In fact, my belief is that most of us would want to play these roles naturally if we're given the chance to understand and most importantly experience a different way, a more fulfilling way where your relationship could not only quote-unquote work, but also thrive, where you both are standing in your own power, leveraging equally your 100% of your unique strengths and gifts that both bring into the relationship. If you're dreading this uncomfortable conversation in a not-so-distant future, the good news is that most men deep down inside still want to protect and provide, while most women still want to create a home, surrender, and be taken care of. Nurture and nature blend in together this way. Biology and evolution put everything in its places. Yes, it will be hard because a lot of men today would agree to be stay-at-home dads and quote-unquote house husbands. Um, and parenthesis here, this is actually coming from a woman who messaged me who's like, oh my God, Anna, how do I have this conversation with, with a man in my life? And the more men I meet, uh, the more they, they're comfortable, you know, more and more men are comfortable to be home dads and house husbands, you know? And I'm like, oh, I'm not sure about that. So my article is based actually on, 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 on her request, which I'm very, very grateful. And if you have any requests like this, please ask me a question. In fact, in the future, I'm, I'm planning to release Q&A episodes where we can actually discuss and have a two-way conversation where I answer your questions in the written form or just here on the podcast. So moving on. A lot of men would let you lead. A lot of men would want a 50-50 relationship and would, would want an equally divided to two-income household, because it's easier this way, because the playing field has evened out. A lot of men would be disappointed with a woman who wants to be a stay-at-home mom because she has so many other quote-unquote talents. A lot of men call themselves feminists in lieu of standing strong in their masculinity. 
These men do not understand that we, feminine essence women, need from them is their masculine presence and energy in building this new world together. We don't need them giving up and hiding behind the quote-unquote we should all be feminist slogans. Yes, we should, and most of us are, but I also need you to pick up the slack, get your shit together, and be the provider and the protector. Perhaps in a new way, perhaps of vulnerability and a renewed sense of open-hearted courage, but I still want to be taken care of. I don't want you running away from emotions, responsibilities, or bills to pay. I can do it all by myself, but the difference between me and other women is that I don't want to, because I know a different way, a more fulfilling way for all of us, a feminine way. This phenomenon of men stepping back is quite new, but not surprising at all because women are on the rise. Women are, are what is driving the economy more and more each day. More women are getting paid higher wages, growing their businesses and getting into powerful positions. And that's truly awesome and should be celebrated. However, men are at an odd place today. Some call it the crisis of masculinity. The rules of the game are changing. It's not enough anymore for him to make a decent income and bring home the bacon. Some women today would gladly go to work full-time and let their husbands manage the household and children. And in reality, that might be the most logical and profitable scenario and can indeed work and even thrive for some couples. Good news is that it's up to you to set the standard and the boundaries. It's always been up to women what kind of men we choose. In fact, the whole quote-unquote patriarchy is built on the premise that men need to compete for the most powerful positions, be heroic, because that's what women want. Thus, we've got men in power in the majority. Men would bend and mold into what we want them to be. Harshly said, but true. Any woman who knows how to use her seduction powers knows power, knows the power she holds over men and will never complain about the patriarchy. She thrives on patriarchy because she doesn't need to lift a finger to get what she wants. Pun intended. Of course, true masculine men know of this quote-unquote danger from the feminine, so they stay true to their purpose and don't let themselves be led by their sexual desires in women. So there's no need to dread any conversations about polarity and getting him on board because it's up to you what men you're going to settle for. Remember, you choose. That's how the game works. We forget that we, like many mammals, are driven by primitive sexual desires and that the males peacock themselves and fight for a chance to impregnate as many females as possible. And females sit there enjoying the show and choosing. So I suggest that you join me in enjoying the show and choosing. And your choice has to be a wise one. And once you have chosen, you got to let him lead and play your unique roles to create and sustain polarity. The masculine is in charge of the direction of the relationship, but the feminine is responsible for the quality and energy of that relationship. The masculine is what sets the container, and the feminine is what fills that container with wishes and desires, with fullness and excitement, with potent energy and flow. When I realized that I'm a woman of feminine essence, I also understood that I wasn't born to live my life as a workhorse that I am done proving everything to everyone and that my power and strength comes from my femininity and my womanhood. All the single ladies, good news. Your job is pretty easy if you're single. Your feminine essence will attract the complete opposite on the polarity spectrum. The more you lean into your feminine and let him lead you into a relationship, the more he will be showing up in his masculine. Because again, he has to compete with other men in the waiting line. He has to claim you as his woman if he really wants to be with you. And if he doesn't, well, too bad, you're moving on. And this is the power 
like this is a parenthesis, this is the power that women have and don't understand. Women who value themselves have many men at their disposal and at their feet. And this is not to disrespect men and not to play games with men. It's just the reality of things. I always advise women who are single to date multiple guys so that they compete for her and then for her hand and for attention. I'm going to talk about this further. So hot tip number one, Single ladies, all the single ladies, listen up. Uh, Look for patterns in dating. What kind of men are you attracting in general? What's the same about them? What What does that say about you? So if you're attracting men who want to be house husbands, check in with yourself. Where are you emanating the masculine? Are you telling them what to do? Are you trying to do it all, never asking for help? How are you feeling in your body? Remember, your energy is what attracts men. Are you relaxed, playful, and flowing with life? That is what attracts masculine men. Hot tip number two. The rule of dating three men at any point in time is more relevant than ever. In order not to get hung up on one guy, like we all do, especially when we had sex with them, date as many men as possible, preferably without having sex (laughs) with any of them until things start getting serious. Read until he shows the signs of getting serious or you both agree to date each other exclusively. Until then, you're a free bird. Read, enjoy the show. So this is really important. I talk about this with my girlfriends and I keep reminding them that once you have sex with someone that's it you're hooked emotionally and and, and it's and it's a really tricky thing like I'm I'm gonna be honest with you I mean I'm married for a few years now but when I was single it's really tricky not to have sex with men because like I mean what are we living in the 18th century right like I've had plenty well maybe not plenty I hope my husband doesn't listen to this but anyways I you know I had sex on first dates and and that was great and fun there's a place and time for everything but I think if you are, if you're serious about finding a partner, and that could happen, you know, like my husband and I, we definitely, I think I was not never serious about him. In fact, he wasn't a hell yes. And I just went with it, whatever, and it just happened. But I think in majority of cases, um, you gotta, you gotta date before having sex because sex is what men want. And once they get it, unless they're really in love with you, then they're probably going to move on. Uh, and I'm not saying that you should definitely do it. These are just pointers, right? But Dating multiple men at the same time is the most important point, not, not to get hung up on one guy. And that is the number one mistake so many women do. They meet a great guy, they start dating, and then they expect, expect, and, and try to control him. When are we getting serious? When are we getting it? Biggest, biggest mistake of all, and that's why men leave, because women try to hold them down. Men are attracted to the energy of flow, of play, and like you don't care. And you really don't care. Well, perhaps you do, you do a little bit. (laughs) But if you have many men around you, with this feminine energy, you will attract many men around you. And then you don't have to worry about whether he'll call you or not. He's going to worry about whether you're free Saturday night, and he's going to chase you down. So you can be free. And that's the man you want. If you want to be claimed, if you want to be protected, if you want to be provided for, which is an amazing freaking place to be, then that's how you do it. All right, moving on. Hot tip number three. I got a lot of tips, girlfriend, for you here. Hot tip number three. Men will behave and be what you expect them to be. If you expect them to pick up the check on your dates, they will. If you expect them to follow up and chase you for a Saturday night, like I told you before, at the movies, they will. If you expect them to be gentle, take care of you, and treat you like a queen, they will. Even a construction worker or a plumber will treat you like a lady if you expect him to. 
Remember, they mold and take any shape or form depending on your boundaries and expectations. The very subtle distinction here between masculine and feminine men is that the masculine men will not let themselves be dragged on the floor like a puppy just to win you over. It's a dance. He will not himself be disrespected. And you shouldn't play with him in this way either. It's all a two-way street. Hot tip number two, never settle for a man in hopes that he will change. Ha, oh, hallelujah. <laughs> Look at him now and imagine living with this current version of who he is for the rest of your life. If you don't see yourself living and thriving with this current man right now, you have to choose you and move on so that others can come and claim you. This game of maybe he will change, oh yeah, maybe he... No. You know, the most important thing, like you got to be certain and sure about what you want. You want your man to pay the bills. You want your man to have that masculine energy, protector and provider. And trust me, there are plenty of men like this out there. Then you don't settle for anything less and you move on. And you will find that man that will do that for you. And trust me, there's plenty of men, in fact, probably the majority of men who still want to be protectors and providers because it's in their nature. So yeah, good news. There are plenty of men like that. So And be sure to listen to my, by the way, episodes with men that are coming out starting November. Um, I don't know when you're listening to this, but I'm, you know, I've switched gears and I interviewed about, I think about 15 men who are at the forefront of leading um, masculinity movements, working with men and how to maintain masculine leadership pretty much and how to be men today in this crazy, crazy times that we live in. So listen to that in order to um, build your faith in men again and realize that there are plenty of men, plenty of great masculine men out there. So now let's talk about if you're in a relationship. If you've been in a relationship for a while and are already in conversations about this whole feminine-masculine role dynamic, naturally your man will resist at first. And why wouldn't he? Here he was living happy and relaxed. You were the one taking care of the bills, the household, the kids, and the relationship. He was lying on the couch following instructions. He's a great guy, no doubt, but he has just given up on his masculinity. He has let you take on the leading role and it works very well for him. Why fix it if it ain't broken? But the reality is that it is broken. No one is just aware of it yet, or perhaps you already are. The train of chronic fatigue, exhaustion, and energy leaks is coming for you. It's coming for all women who think that they can do it all and who pile responsibility upon responsibility on their backs and keep going like transformers. Women are not built to be transformers, workhorses, or factory machines. We can't healthily function in the quote-unquote go mode all the time. It's too much for our bodies, minds, and feminine souls. It sucks life out of our creative life-giving hearts and wombs, and it's slowly killing us. Do not let this messy affair suck you in, and do not let your man give up on his masculinity, you, and life in general. For feminine essence women like us, there's nothing worse than disrespecting and not trusting the man we're with. Parenting our men will only add to the number of children you have to take care of and subtract from the number of husbands you have. And that's one of the biggest problems that I see. I talk to women all the time about this. And disrespecting, not trusting your man is detrimental to a feminine heart. So, Anna, you might be asking, how do we do it? Well, here we go. I have a few lessons for you. Lesson number one. 
which is controversial, okay, and goes against what I've been telling you. Stop trying to get him on board. This is really important. Masculine essence men, their core, are already living their masculine edge without even knowing it. They don't really need theories about polarity and how to step more into their masculine so that they can play the protector and provider role. From the moment they hit puberty, they're trying to figure out what women want. Masculine essence men don't really like to be told what to do. In fact, if you keep telling a masculine man that he needs to learn this whole feminine-masculine dynamic, chances you are you'll get him further away from it, not closer. If you've been in a relationship for a long time and you're with a masculine man like me, the more you keep telling him to read that book, the less he's going to want to read that book. That's just how it's, it works. And then no wonder that you're frustrated that he's not doing anything. That, that's, that's because you're telling him to do it. Because this basically translates into, quote-unquote, I want you to change for me, and, or, I don't trust you to lead our relationship to where it needs to go. And when you want him to change and not trusting him to lead, you're doubting his masculinity and his ability to protect and provide. So do not sit your man down, showing him this feminine-masculine polarity spectrum image, expecting him to get it. You might even be tempted to let him watch my webinar that's called The Lie of Female Success or buy him David Data's book, The Way of the Superior Men. You might want to, by the way, amazing book, <laughs> an amazing webinar. You might want to start sending him ideas on how he could step more into his masculine presence or my articles about why 50-50 arrangement doesn't work. Don't do it. It will only make things worse. If you have a masculine man at his core by your side, it's not going to work because he will resist. And that's a good thing, despite your disappointments. Masculine essence men don't like to be told what to do so they can change. And they're not going to change unless it's driven from their own desire to do so. They say women always expect men to change and men always expect women to stay the same. Isn't that a bit of a mind-blowing fa fact? If only we would need our men to constantly be different. If only we ourselves would stay the same, we'll live happily ever after, basically, if only our relationships were that simple. But don't give up, modern feminine essence woman. Anarova is here to help you out and let you know that there is light at the end of the tunnel. So if the paradox is that you want your man to listen and to change, but you also deep down inside want him to lead the way. He's not a schoolboy who needs to be taught things about life or parented. He's past that stage. If he's willing to be with a woman who wants to be his mother, that's his choice. You don't have to play that role for him. He doesn't need to be told how to live his life, what books to read, and what seminars to attend. This behavior shows that you don't trust him to figure it out by himself, and he will start resenting you for it. During the day, I get a hundred ideas of books, events, and things I think it would be amazing for my husband to read and listen and attend. And I consciously stop myself from sending all these ideas to him. Sometimes I do and I slip, but most of the times I don't. It's in our feminine nature to want to nurture and improve things, relationships and people. And it's very natural for us. But the biggest challenge is not to apply the same logic to our men or to apply it actually wisely. I trust that he will find his way. I trust that he knows best what he needs to do, read, watch and listen for self-development. If I didn't trust him to find his way, what the hell would I be doing with this man? I'm not his mother, not his therapist, and not his, te his teacher. Set him free. I have another solo episode and a really 
actually my most popular article called Set Him Free. It's amazing, full of resources and the same kind of content. You can go to girlskill.com slash free or just scroll down and, and, and you'll see it Set Him Free. In my work with women, we only focus on exploring and nurturing our femininity and what we can do today as women to fully step into that energy. You can't change anyone unless they want to change themselves. You can't help anyone unless they want to be helped. If you're in a relationship with a man and are waiting for him to change one day, you're living in a constant state of disappointment. He feels it and you feel it. You can only take responsibility for your own mindset, feelings and actions. Lesson number two, let him lean into his masculine. So remember, lesson number one was stop, stop trying to get him on board. Lesson number two, let him lean into his masculine. This lesson is truly magic because it's so easy. Women ask me all the time how they can make sure their men step into their masculine. And I always tell them that when you lean into your feminine, things will start taking care of themselves. Simply because by default, you'll just stop doing what you're not supposed to be doing and start doing what makes your shelf full, actually, which means you're, you're just going to stop doing so much and just start being. <laughs> you'll automatically give him a chance to rise and lead. You just have to trust the process and trust your man. And I know that's easier said than done. Even if he's resisting and not understanding what the hell's going on with you, why you suddenly start making an altar and dancing twice a week. That's what I do with my women, by the way, in coaching. It's okay. You don't need to explain your feminine cravings to anyone. If he's interested, he'll ask. Lesson number three, expect him to resist. And here's another paradox. Even 60 years ago, some women in America would have loved to go to work, but they weren't able to. It just wasn't feasible. Their husbands wouldn't have let them. Today, some women would love to stay home and not work, but it's just not feasible. Their husbands wouldn't let them. <laughs> if you're a woman who wants, to who wants the shelf to be full, your shelf to be full, you're tired of wearing the pants all the time or don't want to go to work, how do you persuade your man to let you be you? Your first step is prepare, prepare for resistance. Make sure you equip yourself really well with patience, tolerance, and time because he will not like it and he will complain and he won't get it at first until he sees the quote-unquote results. That's how masculine beings operate. Two incomes are better than one, of course. I mean, it makes total sense. Why does he have to work harder to bring in all the income if both of you can do it? $10,000 a month is better than five. Why fix it if it's broken is his mantra. It's working, but is it thriving, is our mantra. The only thing the masculine, of course, innocently forgets is that we, feminine beings, do not operate in masculine ways. Two incomes are all well and good, but the dishes, the laundry, the children won't take care of themselves in the same 50-50 manner. And by the way, I have another 50, why 50-50 doesn't work um, solo episode and, um, and, and, and a post on, on, on my medium if you're interested in. Our monthly cycles will not take care of themselves either. He doesn't bleed every month releasing unfertilized eggs or fertilized... No. Fertilized eggs don't get released. They just get turned into babies. I think. I think that's right. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not like a... a which I should be, I guess, a biology um, or anatomy uh, specialist, which, yeah... I need to be, I guess, if I'm doing this work. Anyways, moving on. His body is made to fight, survive and push. And when pregnancy and child rearing knocks on our doorstep, the idea of two incomes will be thrown out of the window like it was in my marriage. 
We don't have to blame the masculine for not seeing what we're seeing, for not feeling what we're feeling, and for not hearing what we're hearing. They simply do not know and don't understand. They're not us. Men have been figuring out what women want since the moment they hit puberty for thousands of years, and they still have no clue what drives us. It is up to us to educate them about our ways. They have no idea how it feels to bleed every month. They have no idea how all the candles and spas and slow sensual dance makes us feel. They have no idea what sort of emotional, physical, psychological, and soul transformation we go through when we get pregnant. It's okay. We just have to let them know without blame or guilt or an expectation that they will know. So here's your toolbox. Feminine beings are quite resourceful when it comes to getting our way, especially with men. So here are a few powerful tools in our toolbox to use to get him on board. Results. Your man will get on board with this new dynamic when he sees and feels the results. Masculine creatures are goal and results driven. You need to show him how would his world and life look like and feel like if you're playing 100-100 game. He won't understand theories or talks about it. He needs to feel it, see it, and taste it. He needs to be shown a different world. He needs to experience it. But first, you need to decide how does that look like for you. So that's important. In my marriage, we have clearly divided responsibilities. I take care of the house, the meals, and the children. Well, child, one for now. I take care of myself and the energy in the relationship in our household. I know that if my energy tanks are empty, everything else and everyone else is empty too. And this is my priority. He takes care of the finances and our basic needs as a family. He takes care of the survival of our family so that I don't need to think about it. He takes care of the quote-unquote mechanics. He does the heavy lifting. He takes care of the pipes and makes sure we have enough to live on. This doesn't mean that he doesn't help around the house, doesn't cook or doesn't take care of the children, child. (laughs) In fact, he's very involved in all of those things. This also doesn't mean that I'm not working or not thinking about bringing in income. The difference is that we have divided and conquered our areas of responsibility based on what fulfills us and runs our engines. We have fallen naturally into these roles and it works great for us. So this is exactly like I have a whole article, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 minutes about that, about the different dynamics, why the 50-50 doesn't work and how I went from 70-30, then into 50-50 and then 100 and 100. And I describe this all in detail in that episode, why 50-50 doesn't work in a relationship and won't make you happy. And I think I'll make the URL girlskill.com slash 50 dash 50. So you can find it there if you're interested. Essentially, he's the protector and the provider, and I'm the nurturer and the atmosphere maker. We genuinely don't fight about who does what, who did more or did less. There's none of that. I mean, sometimes we get into fights, right? When I'm like, exhausted and everything. But I know that happens when I'm exhausted and when I have not prioritized myself first. I don't pile up on my myself the responsibilities and don't feel like everything is on me. And when I do, this is when we start fighting, actually. It's not always easy. It doesn't work 100% of the time, but it does work most of the time. And in fact, it does thrive. How do I know? I feel loved and supported. We manage to have sex once a week. And generally, I don't feel stressed and pressured and worried about money or how we're going to pay the bills because it's not on me. And by the way, our sex has been better than ever, honestly, after having a baby. (sighs) Exhale that. My man is a happy man. He gets a blowjob on Mother's Day, a foot massage twice a week, and a head and neck massage more often than not. 
He gets to have delicious dinners and takes homemade lunches to work. His laundry is genuinely clean. Sheets smell nice and there is a sweet smell of orange blossom essential oils in the house every now and then. But most importantly, his wife is a happy woman. I mean, he wouldn't care about many of these things that I described. But what he would care about is that I'm happy. She doesn't stay me. I don't stay angry for long. I have reservoirs of energy for him and for his daughter. And I'm excited about life. I'm playful and I have the time to take care of myself. Again, not perfect, doesn't work all the time, but works most of the time. And most importantly, we keep the sexual attraction going because polarity exists. Who knew that scheduled sex could be so great? (laughs) For your man to be on board with all of this, he has to see and feel the results. It will take time, but it will happen, especially when he starts seeing the difference between his woman and how he's feeling inside his own relationship and other relationships, sorry, especially when he's out for beers with other dudes and they start complaining about their wives. Then he will know, then he will understand. And, you know, I I meet men sometimes and, you know, when I let my men leave for two weeks to Mexico, for example, some of the men are like, what? My wife will never do that. My love we never allow. And I'm like, what? Like, that's that's a little bit crazy. Like, that man feels like he's in a cage, like he's trapped. Like, why the hell would I want to be, like, why are we in a relationship if we feel trapped and, like, we're, we're in jail? I mean, yes, leaving him, like, this this whole permission thing, like, men always feel like they need to ask for permission from their women. Like, I hate it. I don't, like, I'm not his mother. And so he just lets me know, we discuss. And then, I mean, there is a sense of like, will will she let me go? But I can't hold him. I mean, if he wants to go to Mexico for two weeks for one reason or another, and, you know, my man goes to like weekend with the boys and everything, and it's hard for me to be alone with my baby and everything. And I have no idea how I'm going to do two weeks, but I'll survive because I, and I know it's important. It's important for him. It's important for him to feel that he's free in the relationship. And that's the whole article said him free is so powerful because when men feel free with you in the relationship, that is everything. They're not going to try to hide, lie, I don't know, like gossip, like, oh, my wife doesn't let me do that, blah, blah. Like, I don't want to be the wife that he doesn't want to come home to. I want him to feel free and happy when he returns home and full of testosterone. Then we have amazing sex. That that's, that was the benefit of the last weekend <laughs> that he spent. So if you find yourself that your man is try, trying to tiptoe around you, you know, ask for permission, you're going to change that dynamic if you don't like to. And I shared that in the set, set, set Your Man Free article as well. You just need to gently remind him of it from time to time, of this dynamic. If you set him free, stay on course with polarity and divide and conquer this way, the inevitable results will come through your own energy and how you feel. And so the ultimate argument, let's talk about the ultimate argument, which is pregnancy. This is a fail-proof argument. Use this one when nothing else is working. However, bear in, mind, bear in mind that some women still manage to try and do it all even with children. Not some. I'd say majority try and do it all with children. So I intuitively understood that when children come, the game of 50-50 is really over. I didn't really feel it before I actually got pregnant. But nevertheless, I was already having the conversation. The reality is that if you're doing the 50-50 arrangement, why should things change and be different when children come? And you might indeed say that, well, nothing really changes. We both continue to bring in equal incomes and we equally divide our household chores and childcare. 
only that in reality this 50 arrangement 50 50 arrangement doesn't work and won't make you happy if you're a feminine essence woman simply because you are the one who has a womb and who will carry the baby you are the one who will have to deal with first trimester nausea vomiting all over the floor not being able to get up well, in some cases, but, you know, I'm generalizing here. I mean, this was my experience. You are the one who will give in to the roller coaster of hormones, cravings, and all the other crazy decisions pregnancy makes us take. Because we are designed this way. It's in our nature. Some women can indeed work like powerhouses until week 39 of their pregnancies and go to the hospital straight from the office. Sorry, my work is not that important. My life and my family is. I've spoken to many women who have, in fact, missed their pregnancies because they were buried in work. When I ask them, how did it feel? They say, I have no idea. I didn't feel anything. And then I had a scheduled C-sections. So it's not like pregnancy and birth had bypassed them. Sorry. So it's like pregnancy and birth had bypassed them. And listen, I'm not judging these women. Everybody has a choice. So I don't want to make it sound like if you're working and you have a scheduled C-section, like I'm all for women's choices. If it's their choice, then that's their choice and I respect it. It's just not my choice. It's just not how I choose to live my life as a woman. And it almost feels like they literally bypass their pregnancy and their birth. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be numb through this important passage of my womanhood. Birth is a whole other story. I'm still a bit of, a bit of in a shock about the stories of hotshot female CEOs and other boss ladies who schedule their C-sections on a casual Tuesday night after dinner when it's convenient for them and for their doctor. Again, no judgment, but I just, I just don't live my life like this. <laughs> birth for me was a transform deeply transformative experience as a woman and to schedule the birth of my child just because it's convenient for me, that's, that's not how, how I live my life. Having a baby for me is not about convenience. In fact, these hotshot CEOs and boss ladies are the ones who are having the most trouble with managing a family after they have children and employ their husbands to stay at home with the kids. Sorry, that's just not me. That's not the life I want to live as a woman. So anyway, back to the pregnancy argument. I simply had this conversation with my man while we were on a long drive before I got pregnant. So he says, my dear, you have to go to work. Two incomes is better than one. Think about all the things we could accomplish, the money we could save, the adventures and travel we could have. Okay, I say, let me ask you this. How many children you would like to have? Three, he says. Okay, I say, great. Considering that on average, it would take us about three years per child to carry, take care of, it means for about 10 years or so, I'd be tied down into motherhood duties. That means for about 10 years or so, we can't really rely on my income as one of the main sources of support for our family. Hmm, really interesting. And I mean, look, I'm building a business right now and while having a baby, so everything is possible. But I think we should prepare our men for the worst possible scenario that we might not be able to work and in fact might not want to work or maybe just work part-time and that's okay. There's no argument he can use against your biology and your body. He can't carry your child. He can't give birth to it. He can't breastfeed. And there are always so many unknowns in this journey. As the mother you most probably not only become, but also want to be the primary care provider for your baby. Your world simply shifts. There's almost like a switch inside your body that for nine months has carefully and meticulously prepared you to jump into this mother motherland right after you give birth and maybe a little or maybe a little later. 
Hot tip, this conversation is so much easier to have if you have abandoned the 50-50 arrangement before you get pregnant, simply because it's so much easier. Pregnancy and children hit most couples like a train. It's too much to bear at times, emotionally, physically, and financially. Both new parents are sleep-deprived, sex and intimacy-deprived, and frankly are like zombies. Add to that the financial burden that is now placed on the man, and even worse, the financial burden is the responsibility that is placed on the woman, who just gave birth to a tiny human who needs her love and cuddles and her milk, but she needs to go to work. Perhaps that is why most couples divorce within the first year after a child is born. It's a complete mind F bomb. So, girlfriend, if you resonate with this episode, please share it with a girlfriend. Girlfriend, share it with a girlfriend who you feel like truly would benefit from it. And I hope you send it to as many girlfriends as possible. And I wish you all the best. Gosh, this was a lot of reading. Anyways, thanks for being here. Thanks for listening to the podcast, for for all of your support. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate that you're part of the tribe. Please, please share um, this message and I will see you next week or in another episode of Girl Skill Podcast. All right, bye. I really wanted to extend a personal invitation to you. If you have listened to this episode until the end and you are here with me today, and if you have been listening to episodes of Girl Skill, I know that you have a special connection to me and to the message that I'm bringing into the world about femininity and womanhood and feminine embodiment. And if you do, I have a very personal invitation for you. You know, I know you're here because you crave more. You crave more joy, more radiance, and more freedom. Therefore, you're listening to this podcast to really find what is that feminine path. You're a woman who wants to stand tall on her feet to go for what you want and create a life that would make you wake up with excitement every day. But you're not there yet. You're still looking for an answer, a doorway, way and a path. And I've been there and I know how it feels. That voice in your head that is doubting and questioning. What if I fail? What if it doesn't work? What if he's not the one? That crazy loop, that same ceiling you keep hitting every time, whether it's a pattern of unworthy men, poor decisions, anxiety, or not feeling good enough. Well, the good news is that there is a way out and I want to show it to you. It's actually a way in into a different kind of path, a different kind of journey, a feminine, powerful path that those women who live in alignment with their feelings and desire have discovered and will never go back to the old ways. The deep knowing and truth that each one of us has, but most of us don't know how to access, that reservoir of infinite wisdom, clarity, and confidence, that flow, ease, and lightness. Would you like to experience that? If yes, I've just opened up my calendar for a few extra one-on-one free discovery sessions this week, and I'd love to speak to you in person. If you've been reading my post, as I mentioned, listening to this podcast and have an urge to reach out and explore the possibility of coaching with me, this is your chance. So you could apply for your discovery call at girlskill.com slash apply, girlskill.com slash A-P-P-L-Y. What we're going to do on this call is actually, and it's free, you know, what we're going to talk to you about is your biggest challenge and what's stopping you from what you want. I'll share some insights with you from my perspective. And if you're open to it and I feel like you're a good fit, I'll tell you more about how we can work together. And before you go, well, before you listen to the show notes and links, I want to tell you that who is this for? This is for women who are in transition and looking for a different way to connect to yourself and your femininity on a deeper level. This is for women who feel that there is something missing 
despite the fact that they have a perfect life and the perfect perceived success, who want to attract the right partner or enrich your current relationship with a man and create a family, who are tired of doing it all and proving everything to everyone, and who are serious about their self-development and taking their life to the next level of pleasure, magnetism, and a different way of living as a woman, but very importantly, who are ready to invest in themselves financially and who want personalized help and guidance from me. You know, I think that life is too short to live in a female body and life is too short to live this way where we're tired, confused, we don't know what's stopping us. So if this is calling for you, you feel a... Mm, body, yes. If I would be you and you fit in any of this description, I'd jump on call ASAP, girlskill.com slash apply. And I hope to see you on the call. And I'm really here to help women and guide them through this dark, confusing terrain of femininity womanhood and how to live in a world where you just let go and surrender and let things come to you, where you just stop pushing so hard and proving everything to everyone. That's not the way how it's supposed to work. So girlskill.com slash apply. And I'm curious, will this be you? Thank you for tuning in to Girlskill. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcatcher to never miss an episode. And never forget that your version of success is uniquely yours to live and experience. Until next time, let's continue redefining female success together. Girlskill.com. Female success redefined. Редактор